good afternoon and welcome to the Power Up show with Mia and Paul. As always, asking you the question, how can we take your business to the next level? Paul, what's on the agenda for today? Well, good afternoon, Mia. Good afternoon, everybody. It's great to be back again for another Tuesday lunchtime session with everybody. And uh, today on the show, first of all, we've got uh, Sasha and Rebecca that come, who both come from Marion College in the entertainment mm. uh, area they're learning at the moment. And they'll have some questions for us. Uh, they're the workplace students as we've had a theme over the last uh, few uh, months or so now, really. Yeah. With uh, different students going from a couple of different schools, so great to have you here, guys. Um, then uh, our special guest today is uh, Tiz Pareka. Uh, Tiz is a fantastic um, marketing strategist. Fantastic, um, so, uh, so I'm going with yeah, I'll go class. with world class as yeah, well, really. So um, so, uh, and I think it's fabulous that she's here today um, because uh, Tiz will actually be filling in for me over the next uh, couple of weeks as well. But more of that <laughs> later on. Um, <laughs> it's all about me today, by the way, Mia. Just to let you know, just to warn you. And uh, I still have control over your button to. Uh, that's very true. <laughs> you don't know. I've got the ejector seat, that little red red button that the uh, to, to press in a second to get you blow through the roof. But anyway, so um, and then finally, before we end the show today, we'll have Julie and Anne in from uh, from Pig and Mix to talk about what's on their show today as well. You're listening to uh, the Power Up Show with Mira and Paul on a live ninety point five. And now for my favourite part of the show when we get to speak to an expert in the business arena, but more importantly, a market strategist in Tiz. I'm mm. actually so excited yeah, me too. To, to have this opportunity with Tiz and the post that I put on LinkedIn today. Holy dooly, let's just say that um, there are some questions lined up for her. Mm, indeed, indeed. So welcome, uh, Tiz. Tiz Brecker is here. Tiz is our uh, marketing strategist. So Tiz is... Uh, Worked in uh, a number of different roles within that field now, and uh, I think it's fair to say Tiz is a bit of a, a bit of a guru um, in terms of some of the knowledge there. She's looking worried as oh, I say that, but I trust mean, me, she is. I, I think, think I think she's also a very modest yeah. guru as well, actually. <laughs> that's right. um, but um, yeah, so uh, that's really been uh, your world, Tiz, isn't it? So so welcome to the sh- welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm very excited. Now, uh, it's Tiz, what we like to do is because we some of our guests get a little bit intimidated because they think Paul is awesome. So what I would like to do... And then oh, so he's not really awesome? No, 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 no. you know it already. Um, <laughs> but you see, not sometimes people come in and they think I am, so then we make, make sure that I lose the quiz. I didn't get the so memo. So today, today, I'm going to win. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I've rigged it. No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Me wouldn't let me do that. No, I wouldn't let you do no, that. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm your classic giver. Ah, oh, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So what we like to do is we like to just have a quiz with our guests so that you feel really comfortable and when we get you started really chatting about market strategy and being a strategist it's just like we're having a cup of tea and we're good to go so nice. your name is your buzzer uh paul oh. what are we seven one two yes the seven one to the guests seven one to the guests no, no pressure, pressure. Tis. are okay. you ready? ready okay in the 1990 and 1991 season, as well as the 1991-1992 season, this TV show was first in the lineup of must-see TV. The parents were a doctor and a lawyer, and they had five children. What show was this? Five, four, okay, I'll give you another hint. <laughs> he was known as America's father. He recently oh, went I to know. jail because of doing some untoward I'm going to go tears, but yes. I can't think of the name, but it was the one with Michael J. Fox in it? No, it's the Cosby Show. Oh, Crosby. <laughs> Close Damn. enough, though. 
when am I allowed to interrupt? I forgot about it, it, Bill actually, Crosby and, 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 after a few it, incidences. Yeah. And it, it's, but <laughs> when am I allowed to interrupt? I can't remember the rules of this game now because I, thought I had it, it sort of like came into my head. So your name is your buzzer. Don't come up with excuses, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you how you know the, the answer once the answer's been told. One nil, that's right, yeah. I was like, hang on, you didn't get one. It's still 0-0. It's 0-0. Oh, fantastic. Right, competitive. Okay, here's one. Conrad Bain starred on what show in the 70s and early 80s? Oh, two blank looks, different strokes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Here's a Is really there anything here that's not about American TV? <gasps> for my request no, but here's a really... Uh, I'm, I'm throwing this one in. I'm going to be super impressed if either one of you get the answer for this one, but it's more because it's my favourite show in the whole world. Oh, here so, we go. so here we go. My answer here is pass. <laughs> yeah, okay. Who provided the voice for the super smart lab mouse brain on the Warner Brothers animated series Pinky and the Brain? <laughs> Pinky and the bro- I'm sorry. <gasps> oh I have no, no okay. Idea we're gonna have is. to educate. We're gonna have to go to a break. I'm gonna educate these. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that was Maurice Lamarche. Okay. Now, now that I've really, I, I, so you said the answer, and I'm still I think, setting, I think she's stitching us both up. <laughs> I think I think we both stitched up. You, you're gonna, this is gonna be the first one. It's gonna be zero zero, isn't all it? All right. All right. Here come the real questions. Which of these was not the name of a character on the television series Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> just getting oh, late. Hang on, can I phone a friend? My daughter watched that yeah. the whole all the way through the night. Okay, how about I give you a make or break question? I don't think we've I'm answered mine yet. I'm still not overly confident this is going to be a make or break question. We're going to know the answer this to anyway. This is going to be the make or break question because Paul, if you don't get this, I'm going to be highly disappointed in you. Okay. This show during 1990, the 1990 and the 1993 seasons was about about an ex baseball player. Who also happened to be an alcoholic? Yes, ex-baseball player. Yeah, is it? Who's the boss? No. Who also happened to be an alcoholic and owned a bar. The show took place. Oh, Tiz. Yes. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> oh, Paul. Paul. Paul still got his. his okay. White eye. It's still American. Paul, I'm going to give you another opportunity here. I am the friend who is the neat freak. I'm also a professional chef. Who am I? From the show Friends. Oh. Tis Monica. Yes. <laughs> I feel like Paul thinks I'm setting him up. So, so, so earlier on, I said, uh, Mia said it might be about TV shows to give me, and I think it was uh, she plastered it on LinkedIn as well, didn't she? Yeah, I gave you every opportunity to research. And I said the one thing I don't know is anything about any. Well, sorry, terrible thing to say, isn't it? But I don't know a lot about American TV, and I think I do believe that probably every question has been about American TV. Do you so. feel sorry for me, Tis? No. no, it's just really easy. Anyway, no. that'll be 812. Uh, that'll be 812. I'm, I'm going to give up now because I think we want to have some proper, you know what proper it is, conversation right? with Tiz rather than. That was, revenge. Rather than, that was, <laughs> that revenge. was revenge for you buggering off for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> just oh, am I going on holiday? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but the bonus is I'll be here. Yeah, yeah. Tiz is going to be here. <laughs> and Tiz, you may find you're here for quite some time as well because um, <laughs> it could be that. I Mia's have fired Paul about out. 17 times in the last Usually got fired at least twice a week. Nice. You're listening to a live 90.5. This is Power Up with Mia and Paul and to our guest today, Tiz. And we're back. Paul is sitting here with his tail between his legs because he gave me strict instructions to only talk about a show called Only Fools and Horses. Correct. But I didn't think we should have your autobiography like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. I knew she'd get one in there yeah. somewhere. 
Anyway, moving along swiftly, moving we have swiftly. Tiz here today, and um, uh, so I think probably today's a little bit more about rather than me being salted or being uh, or me getting excited about I going on holiday. I do not get that memo, thank uh, you. <laughs> let's uh, let's hear from 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 Tiz now. Uh, Tiz, now just uh, I probably just want to open up really in terms of there's a lot of terminology out there um, regarding marketing in terms of um, you know what marketing is and different types of specialists that deal with. Um, different fields within marketing. So we hear about people that are uh, experts in digital marketing, um, people that are experts in, in SEO. Uh, there's a lot of terminology out there. Mm. So would you? Would it be really helpful if you could break down the various segments in terms of um, uh, you know, effectively who does what really? And, yeah, because um, they all say that they're marketing strategists, but mm. when you speak to them, it seems like, as Paul said, they're very one-dimensional. So what is the true definition of a marketing strategist? Well, marketing covers a broad spectrum of different types of solutions, a very broad spectrum. And in that in that area is your digital, your SEO, your web. There's, there's a... a and a huge number of different things. Now, they probably people in in digital marketing would be very have an expertise in digital marketing and have a lot of strategy around how to use digital marketing. Um, the issue is when an organisation or a company um, thinks to themselves, "I need to do some marketing." Uh, traditionally, they tend to go to the digital. Mm sector mm. because that's where we we seem to be in these days and they'll go to someone that says I'm a marketing strategist and it's like well that's that is not the only thing about marketing yeah. that you should be thinking about um, the other side of that too is um, if you're going to speak to somebody and you know all respect to digital people SEO people web people but if you're going to go to that person and say I need some marketing they're obviously going to try to sell you their solution yes of course because that's their area of expertise that's their area yep. of expertise mm. and they would have a lot of expertise in that area mm. Mm. but in terms of marketing as a whole there's a lot of other solutions so what we call is we, we call that silo marketing mm -hmm. so okay. just putting yep. your eggs in one particular yep. basket yep. Um, it can work to a certain degree and it maybe might even give you some short-term mm. um, gains or mm. wins, mm. but overall it doesn't necessarily give you the long-term gains that you want. Sure. I don't know about you, but I've talked to a lot of people that have said to me things like, yes, I've done a lot of social stuff, mm. Facebook, yeah, it doesn't work, it just mm. wasted so much money. Yeah, and, and the mm. feedback that I'm getting is, is that it, it worked a little bit in the beginning. Uh, and then it seemed that it stopped working. And when you do a little bit of investigation, there's just so much noise out there. There's so many people advertising exactly what you're advertising. So the price of the ad words are going up. So in order to stay competitive, you need to start increasing your ad spend. And the reality is, is that we shouldn't be taking the, the, our foot off the brakes on marketing when we start to run out of money, but we should also not have all of our eggs in one basket. I think that's more of the issue. I think more of the issue is that you're, a lot of people tend to be doing marketing in one particular area. They, A lot of people don't even understand the other solutions that are possibly out there. I mean, marketing, networking is mm. a form of marketing. Yep. Doing an expo is a form of marketing. Mm. Media, PR is a form of marketing. I actually shared a post the other day in LinkedIn, I was it was really quite frustrating. I was I've, I overheard a conversation and there was a gentleman talking to another gentleman saying, yes, I'm a marketing strategist. I do marketing strategy. And, and the other person said, oh, so you do PR and media? And he said, no, 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 I do SEO and digital. 
Mm. <laughs> See, marketing encompasses all the solutions, mm. not just... And the other thing is I think sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot because if all you're doing is one stream of marketing, you're going to set yourself up for failure as well. Um, and a lot of people tend to have this sort of shotgun approach. So they might do some Facebook, some digital, the SEO, the AdWords, Google AdWords and whatnot. And then they'll go and sponsor an event, for instance. Mm -hmm. And then they might participate in an expo or a trade show. Mm -hmm. Or they might go, oh, I'm going to publish an article in this particular magazine. But there's actually nothing that brings all of that together. And they're not leveraging one piece over another piece. It's almost like they're throwing mud against the wall and seeing what's going to stick. Yeah, and then none of it does. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then everyone becomes cynical about everything. Yeah. And then what's the first bit of the budget that gets cut when things mm. get tight? Mm. Marketing, because marketing doesn't work. Mm. But that's the worst thing to be cutting when things get a little bit tight. Absolutely. It's funny, you see, I guess generically, I think probably that applies to lots of different professions as well. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think in terms of uh, there's a number of different professions out there that probably got different different streams and there's probably there's an overarching expert in a lot of them, and, but yeah, there's also people who do individual things. So it's not it's not an unusual thing, but I think certainly marketing probably for me, probably in always going to is probably one of, the, one of the harder ones for me to get my head around and and um, this is why it's great to hear from you to sort of like really kind of unravel this because I, I'm certainly probably guilty myself of um, not necessarily um, understanding as much as I as I should around different aspects of, of marketing. So this is really useful. And I think the other thing is in that small business space, you've had these businesses that have been growing, that have been bubbling along, have been doing quite well, have been dipping their toes into mm. doing certain amount of marketing your digital, your SEO, your AdWords, and it's kind of working and it's moving and they've never really had anyone in the organisation that's really looked at that mm -hmm. space specifically. Mm -hmm. They might have, I don't know, Sally who knows a lot about Facebook who does their Facebook posts. Um, they might hire somebody to do their SEO and then they might have somebody else in the organisation do something else, but there's no one that's actually looking at the overall picture mm -hmm. and the overall plan. Mm -hmm. And everyone's busy doing what they need to do in the organisation, whatever role they're playing. Mm. And it's like this add-on thing for marketing. Mm. Just when we come back, uh, I'd like to start breaking it up a little bit into the different, you spoke about the silos. So, so you're identifying the silos and you get caught up in silo marketing because you just throw all your money in either digital or what have you. What I'd like to do when we come back from the break is go into that discussion about the silos, the different silos and how the benefit is. And by the end of this conversation, with your permission, I'd like to see how we then wrap it up yep. so that we see how it ties up. And maybe, Paul, we even look at a certain industry. Throw mm. it says on the spot, shall mm. we? <laughs> maybe, we like to do that. Sorry. <laughs> maybe we look at a certain industry um, and we go, well, what would your plan be with an industry like that? Yep. And, and we'll look at maybe a local... Like, the local plumbers. Plumbers and an all one. Either, oh, if you're a plumber. Yeah. Real estate. Or real estate, yeah, it's but if you're a plumber, we will take your money. Yes, for some, for some, for some reason, me likes to pick on plumbing businesses. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know, know why. why. I don't know. Just maybe I see something. Anyway, we're back soon. You're listening to a live 90.5. This is the Power Up Show with Mir and Paul, and our guest today, Tiz Pareka. When we left off, Tiz, we spoke about creating a marketing strategy and looking at what a marketing strategy should actually look like so that it's not just sitting in silos. And Paul and I spoke about potentially just taking a random... Uh, industry and saying we've just started and one of our sponsors actually came on Cherrybrook Real Estate so we've decided we're going to talk hit real estate agents 
that sound good with you? So Paul and I, we are the directors of MMP Real Estate. MMP Real Estate. Best, yeah, yeah. best real estate agents in the whole world. We have just set up across the road here in Borkham Hills, and we know that there's five other other real estates in the area. Um, possibly another twenty that actually also deal within this area. What is our first step to get noticed within the community? Because, of course, we can throw $20,000 behind Google Ads and what have you, but how much, you know, what are we going to get for that? So what's our first step that you would talk us through? So initially I'd, I'd want to talk to you about you and who you are as an organisation and what your values are. Um, we'll make a few assumptions. We'll assume, that. <laughs> we'll assume that you've actually invested in creating some really good branding with some really good messaging, mm-hmm. with a really slick website. Yes, correct. Right. And our brand is we are the best. <laughs> <laughs> so that because that is very very important, um, especially in this is this day and age. But also it's about finding out about who you are as an organisation, what your values are. So. What are your business goals? Because the marketing objectives and goals should align with your business goals. So, so yeah. when you say that, um, what are your business goals? I, I find it such an interesting question because I don't know that I think of my my business goals and my vision when I'm thinking about marketing. So it's definitely an interesting question you're posing now. Well, for instance, if you're if you are at a, a million dollar turnover and you're one of your five-year goals is to get to a $10 million turnover in five years. So that's one of those goals. So whatever marketing you put in place needs to have that end goal in mind. So a lot of times people don't actually look at that long-term goal. It's no, usually correct. just the short, mm. shorter term. I mean, a goal, a short-term goal, if you're new in the area, is just getting some brand awareness, mm. like getting people talking about you, seeing you. Understanding you, so in the real estate business, it's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. It's all about creating a community. I mean, selling a home or buying a home is a massive thing for people, um, and they're very connected to that. So, the other tragic thing about real estate, unfortunately, the reputation of a real estate agent is probably about the same level as a used car salesman. <laughs> That's right? why I got into business with Paul because he used to be well, a used car salesman. Well, you know, like it or not, the reality is you could be the best real estate yeah. person and the most honest and honourable one, but that's the perception mm-hmm. that that's a lot true. of people have. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the best way you can get into that is if someone recommends you, mm-hmm. oh, no, they're not like that. These guys are really good. Mm-hmm. Or if you've actually proven yourself and created some trust in the community. Now, bombarding people with ads and Google ads and specials and we're unreal and we're the best. Well, you should be unreal at what you do, Mm. right? Mm. You should be good at selling houses. And maybe discounting your fee, is that really what you want to do? Mm. I mean, that's just a cycle that you can't get out of, right? No, and um, that's not what you want to do. So for me, it's about creating a relationship and creating a community and, and making people aware of who you are and actually having people trust you. Mm. What does that mean? It means not pushing yourself, asking for stuff. It's just being there. So yep. what would be, so we've just started up this business. We've got all these competitors. We want to stand out above the crowd. And the first thing you said to us is, look, you need to start building those relationships in the community. Before we do anything else, mm-hmm. let's start building those relationships in the communities. 
what would three uh, strategies be that you would recommend? So uh, one of them would be looking at, for instance, some community group or some way that you can give back mm. to the community mm. in okay. your immediate local area where you're going to be recognised. Is there a local group? Is there a charity? Is there a sporting club? Right? Mm-hmm. So you, like sponsoring the, the yeah, local soccer club. Yeah, exactly. But when I say sponsoring, it's not about just giving the club a couple of thousand dollars, plastering your name on the back of the jerseys and then you standing there with a clipboard asking for people's names. Ah. That's not going to cut it, right? Because that's now pushing myself again. Of course mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. You said don't push myself. Now, okay. yep. you tell me, Mia, if you were at your kid's soccer game and you saw a real estate agent coming at you with a clipboard, what would you be thinking? Uh, I mean, I'd be uh, running. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be taking the clipboard and probably bolting them on the head. Just yeah, yeah, I'd be <laughs> using a few expletives personally. Yeah, yeah. But but for me, it's about, okay, you know, the clubs, these these community groups need money and they do mm. obviously need money mm. and helping. Um, but the great thing about it, like a couple of thousand dollars could go a long way, for instance, for mm. a group. Uh, whatever the money is or whatever the figure, but it's also about being there consistently and showing up. Mm. For example, you're there cooking the barbecue every Saturday. You have maybe your staff members. You pay your staff members to go there. Mm-hmm. Don't expect them to give up their time for free. Wearing maybe your T-shirts, but you're providing the sausages, you're providing the bacon and the eggs. The gold coins that come in are going straight back to the club. But you're talking to the parents, you're getting to know the kids, you're understanding how the club works. You're not asking for anything, but your brand is there Mm -hmm. and you do that consistently every week. Mm. And interestingly enough, you're in the community. You're right, specifically as a real estate agent, for example. But let's move it out of real estate. If you're the local plumber, if you're the local locksmith, whatever it is. It's exactly the same thing. You're actually right in the middle of your community and this is where the community are. They're at the local soccer game and it's not just two or three people. You've got a team of how many how many kids in a soccer match? I want to say 15, but I could be wrong. No, that's 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 my yours for us, rugby union. There's oh, 11 in, in a soccer uh, But what about the, the, the reserves? <laughs> so let's say 15 that I was right. Okay? And the team that played before <laughs> and the team that are playing yeah. after. Yeah. I mean, it. but, the, re, but the, the whole thing about this is it's not a one-off thing, right? It's about being there consistently because you're actually then creating a trust with the club as well. Mm-hmm. If you're there not pushing yourself on their members, they're going to want to... Is that law of reciprocity? Is yes. that right? Yep, Did I say right. that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't um, say. So you're, you're there and you're trying to give. The club committee are going to want to go, oh, these guys have been really awesome. They're going to talk to their parents in a favourable way to, and about you. I know you. that normally, for example, the, the soccer club that my son was involved with... Um, they had like end of year award ceremony for the kids, mm. you know, where everyone just got a trophy because they showed up. Um, but they did also really congratulate and, and do big shout outs to the sponsors and recognize the sponsors yeah. uh, in, in such a glamorous way that I remember sitting back going, wow, I mean, mm. I feel like a bit of a superstar. Which is which is really great too. But again, it's not just about those shout outs. Yeah, correct. Because I never saw the sponsors. And in saying that, I never saw the sponsors once throughout the season. Well, who remembers? Yeah, correct. Like if you're 
you're there all the time, if you're consistently available, you're there to help, you're there mm. to participate, mm. you're there that you're giving. It's showing that so human side to it, isn't correct. it? Correct. We talked a little bit about this offline as well. Correct. Um, it's that humanistic side to it, rather so than just you're just a name on a T-shirt or a name exactly. on a banner somewhere. So. Or a when clipboard. We, when yes. Back, <laughs> I'd like to take this now another step further. So we've just started up our business. We're now uh, getting out. We, we've sponsored the local soccer, for example, and uh, we're doing the barbecue. We're there every week just shouting out, hey, how are you? You know, this is not say, not even saying who we are. The branding speaks for itself, right? Right. Uh, when we come back, I'd like to talk about the next stage, yep. uh, where we go from there. Absolutely. You're listening to a live 90.5. This is Power Up with me and Paul, and I guess today it is. Oh, you're going to take me home tonight. So, Paul, you and I have flipped about a thousand sausage sizzles. We have mm. been out on the football field for the whole season, mm. um, really getting into the community and getting to know the community. The only thing that's been talking about us and who we are is the branding that's associated with us. And unless, of course, somebody says to us, you know, hey, tell us a little bit about your business. Otherwise, we've done nothing else. Mm. So what well, you actually have. Okay, what so have we done? No, well, you have. So this is happening over a period of time, not just a couple of weeks. It'll be six months, eight months or whatever it is. But in the meantime, whilst you're doing this, you're actually doing some... Taking some tactical measures, right? Yeah, so talk me through tactical measures. So so you are, you do have your SEO set up. You do have your AdWords. You are doing some stuff on Facebook. But what's happening is in those messages, you're not pushing either you're just providing information you're just extending out to the community but they're making a connection right because they've seen you in these areas for instance at the soccer field or in those communities they see something pop up in facebook they've seen a mailer that you've probably distributed but the mailer isn't saying look at me look at me i've got a discount come and buy my services Mm -hmm. the mailer is saying did you know that these are the statistics in this area? Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily statistic, statistics about yourself and your um, your sales or product uh, property management. It's statistics about the area in general. So you're providing information. People are starting to connect. So what you're saying is, while we're still flipping all those sausages and getting to know the community, in the background, those Google AdWords are still Correct. running. Those Facebook, uh, uh, well, ads or Facebook posts, they're still ticking over in the Correct. background. But now that's almost subliminally Correct. moving into our community's mind because they are starting to associate, they see the colours. So, for example, Tiz, your colours are chocolate. Is it chocolate? And, and mint. And mint. They're beautiful <laughs> colours. So let's say, for example, our colours are chocolate and mint. I'm just colours. And so subliminally, people are beginning to associate these colours, especially those members of the soccer club, because they're seeing it every Saturday. It's slowly starting to drip into their Facebook feed. Uh, when they go into Google Ads, it might start to come up there. If, for example, um, one of the you know the goalie of the under nines family is looking to move houses and they're typing you know house real estate agent Borkham Hills without even realizing it if our name comes up subliminally they're going to click on it because they feel that relationship has started to form because they know who we are absolutely and then and then leveraging the the tactical um, the tactical uh, avenues that you've put through with this engagement activities by creating, for instance, competitions mm. on your Facebook with your, you know, with your community and saying, come and see us at the soccer game and come and 
do something on the barbecue and you can win a prize or like you're actually trying to connect and engage and as I think you've taught us a little bit about this, Mia, about engaging on LinkedIn and Facebook, for instance. It's not about just looking at a post or an ad and liking it. It's about commenting and sharing and actually engaging, Mm. creating a conversation with people in that community. The reality is people are not going to want to buy a house right now, but they may know somebody or even rent a house or sell sell their home, but they may know somebody and the first person they're going to think about is the person that they trust Mm. or the person that they've used before or somebody's recommended. It's interesting. So after, uh, actually, we're going to have to shoot off to the news pretty quickly. Um, So I think we might just want to pick up this conversation... Otherwise, After we're going to get news? too deep oh, yeah. in, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to get in trouble, isn't it? Like when we miss the news. Meanwhile, right? I might just compliment um, Tiz on her choice of colours because I do like, yeah. I do like, I do like the the mint and chocolate. It's like it's phenomenal. And in fact, so sorry, just while we're changing the subject completely, but Winter showed me the colours individually and isolated. I was mm. looking at the colours, going, "All right, how do I tell her these are the most awful colours in the whole world?" <laughs> um, but then, when everything was put together, you sit back, going. Wow. Yeah, it's great. The impact, the wow factor just hit you and you go, wow. Yeah, but that's because I had a branding expert. Interestingly (laughs) enough, we will have a branding expert on the show um, in a couple uh, of weeks' time. Paul, you don't get to speak to them because. No, I don't know. But (laughs) I do know we have one. Okay, you're listening to a live 90.5. This is Power Up with me and Paul, and our guest today, Tiz. When we left off, we were talking about making that connection that we had been at the the local footy club and we'd been, you know, doing the sausage sizzle and getting to know the community in the background. We had that digital strategy happening and people were starting to connect us with a real estate agency. They were starting to connect us potentially with the next person that could place them in a home. What is the next So so along with all of that, Mia, you can see what's happening now too. You're actually providing your digital people with a lot more valuable content to be able to be doing what they're doing so well, right? Mm -hmm. So... You know, you've got you've got this community-driven engagement that you're doing. You might be involved in other activities as well. So you use those. You might come and do a video at the soccer game and then you've provided some content for your digital strategy, for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, s- flyers, so you might actually do your letterbox drops because I know real estate still like doing those mailbox drops but instead of those mailbox drops going um look at me look at me aren't i fantastic it's more about oh did you know about this about your community or did you know what's going on in your community so you're actually providing you're becoming like this safe person mm-hmm. to be able to talk so, to and, and, it's all and deal fun, with. It's, and it's sort of fundamentals that are all based on that relationship you've built. Correct. And that's at the ground level too. So, so this is saying, your customer. Sorry, just interrupt you. So when you're saying the letterbox drop, I'm no longer saying, um, I'm just trying to think of the most recent one that I got in the mail. Well, I have one recently that, um, that talked about um, you know, recent selling prices. and uh, Yeah, that's, for, that's uh, what I get, these recent selling prices. Uh, and I just, I look at it and go, well, where's the market situated? Just because you sold it, that means nothing to me. What's achieving great results in the area and um yeah but so you should be yeah exactly right so you should be it doesn't matter to tell people that you're achieving great results you should be that's a given so what are you saying the flyer should then involve because there's i mean you can you i suppose you can say hey we just sold so and so for x amount of money but is that what i want to know as a community member 
Maybe, maybe you do, but also... Oh, if you could see Tiz's face right now. <laughs> well, you know, it's almost like, well, what else can what else can you tell me about real estate that might mm. be of interest to me? You know, you know what's going on in, in, in my area versus another area, possibly? That could be something else. But mm. again, it's about doing some research up front, though, beforehand. So when... When I like to work with clients, I like to go and talk to their clients. Mm -hmm. I like to go and interview their clients and say, well, what is it that you like about working with Mia or working with Paul? You know, or what, what are your expectations of a real estate agent? So you're getting more of a testimonial on the flyer to, to say uh, something along no, the lines of... No, 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 no. What I'm saying is talk to the clients uh-huh. before you start coming up with a strategy oh, okay, okay. so that you know what information it is that they're asking for or needing okay. and requiring. So it's almost understanding what the market is wanting of you Correct. as a supplier, regardless of what it is we're supplying. Yeah, and I'm talking about actually picking up the phone and talking to people, uh-huh. actually getting that Understood. information from them, talking to clients that you've actually sold houses for for instance or bought houses mm-hmm. for you know what is it that they liked about what you did uh-huh. uh, so it could be that i came back to you or you know one of what's our business called again mnp mnp real, real estate. estate so it could be that that the feedback that you're getting about the mnp real estates for example uh this is a non-fiction as a fictional company that we've just created <laughs> on air in case there may be there may be one called that so. yeah but we're not we're no threat to them yeah. i can tell you <laughs> But saying to, you know, saying to our clients, what made you continue your relationship with them? What was it that you, that they provided that made you go, actually, I want to deal with them? And our clients could say something like, uh, for example, they gave us a lot of information about recent sales in the area. They gave us a pri- an indication about if we're moving into the area, they really gave us additional information about the local schools, about transport. Now, I suppose that's something you expect anyway. Cause well, yeah, but it could also be that they just trusted you and they felt safe with you. Mm. Like how many people would say that about a real estate agent? It's interesting because I, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of um, – I can think of a situation whereby – um, I guess probably in my life I've had sort of like some probably what I consider to be some ordinary experience of real estate agents but I've, I had one one good one and uh, you know mm. basically uh, it's a property that I lived in uh, that property is now actually um, being uh, being leased by, by that company if I were at a point in time to come to sell it then you know I wouldn't think really about using anybody else but, uh, because I know that's quite that's quite rare and, uh, and even in mm. between they keep that relationship going I had a conversation um, with with, with a guy even just I think six months ago um, and uh, I can't remember well I think he was just, he was just being proactive touching base with me and um, and was uh, you know just keeping me up to date about what the market's like at the moment and said look I'll get a valuation through to you as well and that sort of stuff is just is just useful it's that it's that constantly no matter over a period of time building that relationship and, and building up that trust and I, and I think that's right it's absolutely critical and and what we're doing now is we're only talking about one of you one of the markets that you're after which is the end client yeah, correct. Mm. but obviously as a business owner especially in real estate there are other avenues to gain clients mm. so so there'd be a whole strategy around what you're doing to reach mm-hmm. the end client yep. but then there could be a completely different strategy around what about my referral partners mm. who are they where do i find them how do i create relationships with referral now get a referral partner now that's a two-way street they said someone you can refer your people to just as much as they could refer to mm-hmm. you. But that t- 
takes time to develop those relationships. You know, networking is a perfect opportunity Absolutely. to do that. Yeah. Associations, being members of an association are a perfect way to do that. Um, alliance partners. Mm. So alliance partners are a completely different stream that's different to a referral partner. What's an alliance partner? So a referral partner would be more of, so you're in sales, Mia, I'm in marketing. Technically, we could be referral yeah. partners because I could refer people to you for sales. You could refer people to me for marketing. It's a win-win both ways. Yeah. So an alliance partner could be you are a you're an association for you're you're the um, the president of a, f a franchise association. So all your members are franchisees. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I could be an alliance partner with you where you're not. I could provide some value to your members. So I'm not providing you members as such, but I could partner up with you and I could provide a program or a training workshop or something like that to your franchise mm. members as part of their membership, right? So as part of your membership, you get to do a two-hour, you know, marketing workshop with Tiz, for instance, right? Oh, so you're, yeah. you're adding value to your, your members and their mm -hmm. membership, I'm getting myself out there. I'm not selling anything. I'm just mm. providing that workshop, providing some value to the members. Now, if they like me, if they think it's great, they might come back to me. Mm. Or I might provide webinars or I might provide a podcast that's of value to your members. So I'm not giving you mm. clients yeah. as yeah. such, and but I'm providing a, that That's trust, an alliance. That, 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 right? um, that basically, that's building about the trust. It's uh, by sharing that education, sharing those tips. Um, exactly. It's building that trust again, isn't it? And this is what I'm talking about, the myriad of different marketing options available to you. So we've talked about, you know, alliance partners, referral partners, sponsoring an event. We've talked about SEO, digital, the mm -hmm. things that we are familiar with. There's stuff about, um, you know, letterbox jobs, blogs, um, white papers, ebooks. all of these things are all out, but no one's thinking about all no, that stuff. Well, when we come back to this, I'd like to continue this conversation about the real estate agents. So we've, we're now doing these letterbox drops, right? And, and people are starting to pick it up because we're putting different types of content there. We're creating intrigue. Is that the right word? We, we're getting people's attention because we're doing something different based on what our clients said about us, which is why they work with us. So if that's mm. why they're working with us. Odds are there are other people out there that want to work with similar type of Correct. people and have similar thoughts. So now we're changing our message to reflect more on what our current clients say about us and why they continue to work. Is that right? Correct. And and then keeping it consistent against across all your platforms. Mm -hmm. So if you're delivering a message with, say, a letterbox drop, it should be a consistent message online, for instance. And again, you're then creating some really good content for your digital mm -hmm. experts, right? I just want to apologise to all the plumbers out there that normally listen to the show and get lots of free tips for their type of business. Uh, today it's all about real it's estate. It's all transferable though, really. <laughs> it is, right. Right. Well, yeah. when we come back, M and K, no, what are you, P? <laughs> M and P plumbies, <laughs> plumbers, plumbers. <laughs> no, no, we'll stick to the plan. All right, you're listening to a live 90.5 with uh, Mia and Paul. This is Power Up and our guest today, Tiz. You're listening to a live 90.5 with Mia and Paul with Power Up and I guess today, uh, Tiz. Now, um, before the break there, we were just talking, Tiz, around the fact that uh, so we've done our letterbox drop now um, from M&P Real Estate. Um, and uh, so they've all hit Peter's letterboxes. What, what comes next after that? So you're starting to create a community and I think that's what it is because what you want to do is create loyalty. 
so people are thinking about you. So you've already changed some of, and I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but you've already changed the way I'm thinking now because, and I think you and I have said this before, dominate your local market before you extend out the market. Mm-hmm. What the strategy you're talking about now is exactly that. You do, you've invested in your digital strategy, but that's just bar the bar because you're really focusing on that community involvement now. That's what you're saying to us is focus on the community involvement so that people know who you are. I think you've heard me say this before. I'm on a mission and my mission is to bring human, the human back into marketing. I think we've all forgotten how to be human again and I honestly believe it's getting... It's coming full cycle. You know, back in the 50s and 60s, there was that the salesman was face-to-face and Mm. the bank manager you knew and all Mm. that sort of stuff. And then it all kind of got lost in that Mm. digital space. But now it's people want to buy from somebody that they believe in. They want to believe in your story. Mm. They want to be who you are. Mm. That's that's who they want to buy Mm. from. I challenge anybody that would can find me a, a type of business that would be otherwise, mm-hmm. but they want to believe in what you're what you're doing, what your values are. Mm-hmm. So now that you've actually started to create this community, and that's through the letterbox drop. Well, part of the strategy was well, that's no, just not even just the letterbox drop. And the letterbox drops may not necessarily be the right answer, but there are so many other options mm-hmm. out there. But it's all about creating this community, engaging, communicating, having those touch points. You know, maybe there might be a fair or a festival that you get involved in, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, just being out there and connecting with the community, but positioning yourself as a leader in the community. I think I said before, it's a, that term gets thrown around a lot, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it is um, you're supposed to be an expert at what you do. Mm. That's a given. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the time. You people do you not want to be sold to. Mm-hmm. Um, stat, a stat. Here's a stat. Yeah. Um, people have made their mind up already. Ninety percent of their mind has already been made up about who they're going to buy from before they've actually called you, right? So bef- there's no that point in change. bombarding yeah. them mm. with selling, look at me, look at me, look at me, because the actual fact is you're going to annoy them. Yeah. Can, can I throw, sorry, I just remember, I've just remembered another stat now which I'd like to throw in while we're throwing stats around, um, that 87% of consumers today want to know that businesses they're dealing with have got a social and environmental involvement within their local community. We're not talking about extended community, we're talking about their local community. Can, and exactly. of that 87%, 63% will actually go out of their way to invest time and money with you if they know that you're supporting your local community. And you know what? They'll even spend what you're asking or even more. Yeah. Okay? The ones that are shopping in terms of dollars, doesn't matter what you say to them, it'll always be based on the dollars. And the reality is we don't necessarily want those people to buy from us because we value what we do. We believe in what we do. So we want to get paid the, 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 yeah. our value of what we do. So the people that are shopping on price, leave, leave them shop. to go shop yep. somewhere else. So you want people to come and why do women spend thousands of dollars on on fashion and jewellery? Oh, I'd sure. like to answer right. this. <laughs> no, but, but, no, I don't, but this is the thing. It's not because that Versace bag is worth $10,000. It's the name and the brand that they're yep. buying yeah. and whatever it is that Versace is selling them, right? Yeah. The, the values or the, the ideology or... That's what they're buying. Remind, oh no, I better not say this. Remind us of those those adverts 
back in the day, which we can't speak about, um, that, you know, the, the gaspers that you used to get, but the adverts was, uh, the, I don't know if you can remember them, when the adverts were a boat and people were jumping off the boat into this beautiful blue water and it was this beautiful lifestyle, but it was selling, basically in today's day and age, it was selling them cancer. Um, but the adverts were just so glorious that people would take up bad habits because they were sold the ideology Correct. of what the habit provided you. Correct. And so, so for me, it's about creating that community, creating that loyalty. So even if they're not buying from you right now, mm-hmm. they will think of you and want to buy from you or recommend you to somebody even though they haven't yeah. bought from you yet. So, so following up from Paul's question about what, what happens next, so you've put yourself in that position where the community knows who you are. You're starting to uh, integrate within the community as that person that, you know, that they trust, they know and they like, they know that you're always going to be there on the weekends when they get the letterbox drops, letterbox drops they're probably more inclined to Or if they to see you on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, they're, mm. they're more, in like, more likely to now engage with you Correct. because there's that personal relationship that they have been forming with you over the last you know six weeks however long the soccer season is how do you then take that track how do you take that uh that the relationships that you've been growing and take it further so so obviously if they start to engage with you great Mm -hmm. you will give them the awesome experience that they deserve uh, and they'll continue to recommend you. But then there are other opportunities. So, for instance, how do we go a little bit further? Do we do we do any sort of workshops? But again, not a workshop so that you can go, okay, so at the end now, can you all please leave your phone and email address at the door? No. Yeah. Create, and I don't know if I like to use the word workshop, but create an environment where, you know what, people are interested in something in the community. Let's give them the information that they want. Don't ask for anything. Let's just give them the information. So, so what what would it be if you were to, and I don't know the answer to this, so I'm just asking it. So I've been at the soccer club now for the whole season, gotten to know people, and I go to the president of the soccer club and I say, look, what I'd really like to do is we're we're coming to August now whenever soccer season ends. Uh, Traditionally, this is when we have a a lot of movement in the market because parents are looking at either moving into the area because of high schools or moving out because children have left high school what I'd like to do is maybe just do a quick information night where I give information or provide information about what the market Correct. is doing the value what to watch out is that something that you could then leverage at the end of the soccer season well, why not but but once you've actually spent some time earning the trust and respect of the president of that soccer club. So it's not one season, it's maybe two seasons. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you have to gauge that with the yeah. relationship that you've developed, right, at the end of the day. But people can smell when you're trying to get hungry yeah. and you're trying to be a yeah. hunter, right? Just just be honest with the people around you. It's so simple. <laughs> it's and you it's say so simple. This, Tiz, but I know the local clubs struggle to find sponsors. Because because the other thing is the sponsors, it's it's a two-way street, right? Mm-hmm. So I find that, and this is not just at a club level, in terms of sponsorship in general, I've seen this a lot. So organisations, whether it's a club or a charity or some sort of organisation or, you know, a chamber of commerce or, you know, they're having a dinner or and they're trying to get sponsorships, they have these outlines of this is what your sponsorship gives you. Mm-hmm. Now, probably 90% of the time, I don't actually want all that stuff in that sponsorship. None of that actually means anything to me, right? So I'm going to hand you over my money, but most of the stuff you're telling me I'm going to get, whoop-de-doo, right? First of all, 
Just, uh, I know this, this conversation is going to take us a little longer um, because yeah. I have got some questions I want to ask around sponsorship. So I think, Paul, who chooses our music? Um, our music is chosen by our guests and today our students as well. Yes, and uh, there's been some did. fantastic choices by yourself, too, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Fat Bottom um, Girls was mine. Fat Bottom Girls <laughs> is yours. And this Spice Girls one of yours as well? Yes. Yes, fantastic. I'd like to remove myself from this one completely. <laughs> 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 You're listening to a live notable five with me and Paul, and I guess today, Tiz. When we left off, Tiz, we started to dive down a alley about sponsorship <laughs> because I know that comes uh, not companies. What am I saying? That's uh, a big black hole. It, yeah, well, it seems to be because. <laughs> You're always seeing sports clubs looking for sponsors, begging for sponsorship. And I think you touched on it because I've looked at sponsorship before for someone. And I look at it and I go, I get, now that I've spoken to you, I would probably have done it differently. But I remember looking at it going, this is great, but it's actually of no value to you. Correct. There's no reason why would you do the sponsorship. You're not getting anything out of it except your name on a jersey. And even then, what's the value of that really? Because it's still in their colours. It's not even in your colours. Okay, the key there is, so those sort of organisations and sometimes charities as well have a limited amount of things they can offer. They obviously need the money and sponsorship is really important because a lot of these organisations wouldn't exist without mm. sponsorship. But the other key here is being flexible with your sponsors. So if, if you as the sponsor would go, you know what, thanks for all that, but actually what I'd really love to do is jump onto your Facebook and do a, a, a competition every week or what, whatever it is that you want to do. Mm. As the organisation, be flexible about what your sponsor needs. But by the same token, as the sponsor... Don't think that you just hand over your two grand and that's it, mm. right? Mm. Or five grand or ten grand or whatever it might be. I've always told people that if you are looking at sponsoring something, if the sponsoring the sponsorship is, say, $5,000, plan to budget at least another five on top. Why? For all the other things that you're going, all the other marketing that you're going to do to help leverage that sponsorship you're about to do, right? So don't just sit and sit and forget, yeah. for instance. As an example, uh, a bank, I won't name which one, that I, I had a contact with who wanted to sponsor a community thing, had a $5,000 budget. I introduced them to a community charity to sponsor. And literally what they did was just hand over the money. They got a table, they got a logo, they got, you know, the dinner or the lunch or whatever. You know, they got all the standard mm. package thing. They got to get up and speak for five minutes. The guy, the bank manager, didn't, didn't even get up and do that. Didn't even fill his table with mm. clients. Like, he brought staff and half of them didn't even show up. Like, what a waste that was. Didn't even think about going, okay, so on top of that five grand, there was a fashion show going on during this event. Now, the particular colour of this bank, like, my head was going, why not? pay the extra dollars and have a runway that's mm. your colour, mm. right? Now, it wasn't in the sponsorship package, but pay the extra dollars. Yeah. Why not then go out into social media and tell the world that you are going to be at this event mm. and this is all... Ha now, that all costs extra money. Yeah. But you're being... You need to be proactive as the sponsor, mm. right? Don't expect 
the person you're because a lot of these organisations don't have that expertise. They're just yeah, volunteers. They're charities. Now, I guess probably the, they're just it's probably the unknown for them as well in terms of um, they, that nobody's guiding them in the right kind of way to get the most out of it. Correct. And they're missing some really obvious tricks there, as you as you Correct. pointed out, which become very obvious when you point them out. But I'm trying to think in terms of in their shoes, they're probably probably were, didn't have the support behind them. In, um, no, I think you just don't know what you don't know. Correct, yeah. that's right. And, yeah. and, you know, a lot of times I get that, oh, but I don't have $10,000, it's a $5,000 package. Well, then don't sponsor this for 5000 mm. Go and find something else that you can sponsor mm. for 2000 mm. and then spend the extra three at the club. It's mm. interesting right? because you'd expect... To promote what you're doing. Sorry, it was interesting because you expect a big bank like would have people behind them with that kind of expertise, um, but not always. <laughs> no, I think a lot of the bigger organisations that have a budget to do these sort of things, they just—it's like we need to tick a box. Yeah. And as long yeah. as we tick a box where we're giving here, we've got a budget of X, yeah. Y, Z for the community. Yeah. Off it goes, could right? I, could mm. I approach? I mean, I don't suppose this is a fair question to ask you, but you might know more than I do. So could I approach, let's go back to the local soccer club and say, look, I'm keen to do sponsorship here, but I'd like to talk to you about how I see it running. For Absolutely. Example, I would like to, um, <clears throat> uh, yes, I, I would like to have my, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I would like, oh, you know, not, not yes, so, so perhaps say, I don't specifically want my name on the shirts. That doesn't interest me at all. What really interests me is to have on the... It's not a try line, is it? What is it? It's a goal line, a score uh, line. Well, a try line for you and me, but it's a goal line in the thing so that... So a goal line. Yet. I'd like to have two flags on the goal line with my logo there. Mm. Plus, I'd like to come in every single week at one of the... Or, you know, I've got... Uh, 10 staff members with me and we're going to rotate around all the various fields that you're at and we will do a sausage sizzle at our expense but all money raised we will donate back to you plus including that I would like to be able to post on your Facebook page once a week just what it is we're doing in the community yep Um, absolutely and that's really all I'm wanting to do Uh, and can I even say to you and look I've got a check for $2,000 can we do this yep and if they say, uh, no, you have to do it this way, then go, thank you, go find another club that will listen mm. because there will be yeah, right? or another charity that will listen. I mean, it's about both being flexible yeah. at yep. the end of the day but more importantly, the sponsor needs to take responsibility for what mm. they're doing and understand that it's not just about that is a marketing activity and it's not it shouldn't ever be a one off thing mm-hmm. right it should you, and it's part of the marketing strategy so if i'm sponsoring a particular event for instance or a club over a period of time how do i leverage that with mm-hmm. other marketing mm-hmm. solutions that i've got in place to fill my content to talk about it to get myself out there um, but you the sponsor need to take responsibility for that don't leave it in the hands of those that you're sponsoring. Yeah, it is something to consider because as a small business and a small local business, this type of marketing strategy becomes a lot more cost-effective with more personal impact. And you're going to see results a lot quicker than investing thousands of dollars in... I mean, I get that your digital strategy is running in the background, right? But it's almost as if the impact that you're going to make on a strategy as simple as supporting a local club, giving them $2,000 or whatever it is that you agree on, and just being present and in their face is going to make a lot more impact. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I just it it's it, it I get very passionate about this because I just I'm all about relationships. I'm all about connecting. I'm all about just doing that face-to-face thing all over again. I don't know if it's because of my family background or just who I am. <laughs> I don't know. You're, in safe, you're, in, you're in very safe company. But again, like with networking, I do a, I do a lot of business networking. That's part of my marketing mm. strategy. Mm. Um, I'm a member of a number of different networking groups. Um, but I'm involved in these networking groups not just because I want to, you know, get business and gain new clients. I mean, we all want to grow our businesses, mm. but I'm, I'm actually about connecting with these mm. people, mm. creating relationships. If you trust me, Mia, if you get to know me, you like me, hopefully, right? I do. But you will <laughs> then, when you're speaking to somebody, recommend me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the same in any business, doesn't matter what product or service that you, you're selling. Tiz, you touched on something and I'd like to come back to it after the break and that was the cycle. In the 1950s, we really loved the idea of having somebody chat to us face to face and then we went into this digital era where, uh, you know, for the social platform that we're living in now, we're the most unsociable bunch of, unsociable? Unsociable bunch of people. I know what you mean. I understand. I don't know what that says about you, but yeah. (laughs) We are more unsociable than ever before, but it seems that in business, we're going back towards that cycle of becoming sociable. So when we come back, I'd like to talk about, you know, that little pet passion that I have, and that's 2030. What does 2030 bring for us? Mm, fantastic. You're listening to a live 90.5 with Mia and Paul, and our guest today, Tiz. 2030, Tiz, we spoke very briefly before the break about the cycle that is the marketing strategy. Do you want to give us a little bit of thought of your th- little bit of thought? Jeez, can't speak properly. Do you want to give us your thoughts of how you see the cycle progressing going into 2020, 2030, and beyond? Well, as I said earlier, I feel like it's it's coming back around mm. a lot. Um, I mean, the digital age is with us. It's going to be there. But even the way people are interacting in, on the digital platform is a lot more interactive, I believe, now than it was even three, two, three, four years ago. Sure. Um, people want to engage... Um, they want the technology, so the technology is not going to disappear, but I really believe it's going to come full circle and people aren't, are going to want to be connected. Mm. They, they're going to want that relationship. They're going to want that loyalty. And I, I actually think if businesses don't hone into that, they're going to miss out because whilst you'll still get the client or have the sale, it won't be sustainable. Um, the reality is you want people to keep coming back mm. to you. Mm-hmm. You want people have to... clients for life as opposed to well, just... Well, uh, you know, it's... it's, it's yeah, I often tell people, yeah. how is running a business and your clients different from the relationships you have in your family? Mm. Really? Mm. I mean, I had, I did have a bit of a laugh. Well, I laughed. I don't know if he laughed. <laughs> it was with a real estate agent who did a sponsorship thing and, you know, he didn't get anything out of it. He basically threw money, went with a clipboard... Oh, you know, all that, all the all wrong stuff, stuff right? So we said you should. And, and I was trying to explain to him about the whole community thing and getting to know the community. And, and the example I said to him was, well, if you were courting somebody, right, yeah. if, you, if you met somebody and you went out on a date and you were courting them, you wouldn't necessarily, and, and you really liked this person, you wouldn't want to necessarily sleep mm. with them on the first date. 
And his response was, oh, you know, man, you would. And I'm going, okay, I'm obviously not talking to the right person. Yeah. Doesn't but have that, um, what are they going to the four, the four bases sort of rule of, uh, of, of marketing and dating? But, <laughs> well, sure. but look, at the end of the day, think about it. Like mm. your clients are exactly the same. Your referral partners are exactly the same. The business, you know, your alliance partners are exactly, your suppliers mm. are exactly the same. Like why wouldn't you not want to build a really good relationship with your suppliers? Yeah. So uh, actually on that point, I just want to, uh, before we end off, I want to ask you this question and I'm going to put you on the spot because I haven't prepared you for this at all. But when it comes to giving a thank you gift or uh, giving a Christmas gift to a really good customer, it I find it so impersonal, some of the gifts that I've received in the past. And I know I'd be grateful, you know, your parents say to you, oh, it's thought that counts, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't drink. So the amount of bottles of that wine is so that funny. I've gotten over the years. <laughs> yeah, I you, know, you know where they can go. Like, <laughs> yeah, I re-gift wine like you cannot <laughs> believe. So I think people think I'm a I'd raging alcoholic grateful. because of the amount of times I re-gift alcohol. But you haven't taken the time to know me. It's so impersonal. And it's I think it's almost like we're going through a checklist going tick, 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 tick. So with the approach that you're talking, getting to know people, mm. being amongst people, being amongst mm. the group that you're in, being amongst your clients, being amongst their clients. Oh, I just realised we haven't used the name of my no. company yet. <laughs> the, the, well, if you want to know who with the company that Tiz is with, you can hop onto our Facebook page and we'll let you know there. Um, but what is your idea or what are your thoughts around gifting towards oh, your customers? I'm so glad you brought this up because... People don't actually think of gifting as part of their marketing strategy and it so should be. Mm, absolutely. It, it absolutely so should be. And I'm not talking about just gifting to clients. I'm talking about even gifting to your staff, mm. to your suppliers, any of the stakeholders in your business. Yes, Paul, I would like a gift. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, you know, there's all different types of gifts that you can give, but the reality is there's no reason why you can't be strategic with your gifting yeah. as well. Yeah. Obviously... There needs to be some thought. If the person does not drink, you do not give them a bottle of wine. And if you've okay? known me, for example, you know, there's one customer and I love him to bits and, you know, he was my best customer. He was my most painful one. But, you know, we had a really good relationship. We worked together for 10 years. Every Christmas, I would get wine from him and I would get two bottles of wine. I just thought they were, you know, run-of-the-mill, traditional, bottom-of-the-shelf plonk because I just thought it was rubbish stuff. But when I started gifting these wines out, they were like $120 a bottle, and I was getting two bottles. And I'm going, holy dooly, you've put thought into what you want to give me. Mm. It's exp- I, I assume that's expensive for wine, because mm. I wouldn't spend $120 on anything. Um, it's about but how do you not know case. that about me? <laughs> yeah, how do you not know? That's very interesting. But also, if we want to go back to the real estate example, for instance, there are a number of real estate agents out there, and I'm sure... You might have experienced this. At the end of the sale, they'll bring a bottle of Maui or a mm. bunch of flowers or something and gift mm. it to the person that, whose house they've just sold to mm. say thank you. Mm. Wouldn't it be much more strategic to actually send so, – so, I can't take credit for this idea because I do know somebody that does this in the gifting industry. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, Jane Williams. (laughs) So Jane was actually a. um, I think she she won the SEO. uh, If I'm thinking of. I think she did. Yes. I think she she's a long time listener. I think she won the SEO website. um, Hopefully she did. We had Connie on. Yeah. 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 So she she obviously runs a a gift company, but everything she does is completely strategic. So 
you know, rather than spend a couple of hundred dollars on a bottle of Maui once and it's forgotten and drunk, it might be thought, yeah. great, thank you, that's lovely. But why not send something to, rather than the person's house, cut that budget in half, maybe 202 or if it was a $400 gift, send something to the wife's workplace, mm. right, with your logo on it, not yeah. not the Maui logo on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but your. I mean, it's a Maui bottle, but it's it's wrapped in your logo. At her workplace, everybody's looking at it, going, "Oh my god, what did you just get? Yeah. Oh my god, look at that! Oh yeah, look, it was it was M and P Real Estate just oh, sent no, me okay. these mm-hmm. these beautiful flowers or this beautiful yeah. hamper. Um, wow, isn't that great? So not only is the person receiving it going, "This is awesome," but everybody else in that office is oh, looking that's at it. Such a but then, idea. but then the other end of that in a year's time when you've celebrated a year of buying that home you send them another one mm. and go congratulations on your one year anniversary in your new home mm. oh wow uh, no, that's very good again it's strategic yeah, right? yeah it is Actually, and it's keeping that conductivity up as well isn't it it's, correct uh, it's making sure that it's uh, it's continuous but it's I better, about I better, marketing I better tell Mia that I don't like sparkling wine <laughs> Mate, I don't like anyone. You get what I'm saying. Oh, whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. <laughs> it's been an absolute be well. honour having you on the show. Paul already mentioned beforehand that um, you're going to be co-hosting yes. with me over the next two weeks. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. Have, I'm so excited to have a girl with me who smiles my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and it will be three o'clock. It will be. It yeah. will be. It will be three o'clock in the morning nice. for me where I am. But uh, but if, I'm sure I'll be jet lagged. So I suspect probably at least on week one, uh, you can probably guarantee I I'll be there sending messages you in yeah. the background. I do also have. But don't high please hopes. don't please put me on uh, on beam me up live. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it won't be a pretty sight. Jet lag in the middle of the night. show is going to start winning some. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. we're yeah. No pressure, but I'm expecting you to keep the 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 end of the co-host up very nicely. Losing the quizzes. Yeah, okay. Just thank you so much for um, coming in. We've really appreciated having Absolutely. you. Absolutely. We're going to go to a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have the beautiful ladies from Pick a Mix come in and have a quick chat with us about what's happening soon. Thank You're you. listening to Power Up with Mia and Paul, and thank you for our guest today, Tiz, um, on Live 90.5. prior to construction starting. A study has confirmed children who start kindergarten at an older age fare better in their first year than their younger classmates. In New South Wales, four-and-a-half-year-olds and six-year-olds could end up in the same class. Senior Research Fellow Dr Kathleen Falster says starting school a year later than they're eligible to is more common among certain groups. 
boys, younger children and kids from relatively advantaged families and neighbourhoods, particularly in the Sydney area, they were more likely to delay. We also found that children with higher developmental needs, such as communication and hearing impairments, and kids with um, health needs early in life, they were also among those who were more likely to delay school entry. Crown Resorts has confirmed it's the subject of a $10 billion takeover offer from Las Vegas casino giant Wynn Resorts. The Crown Board is yet to consider the offer, which is subject to approval from regulators. But talk of a deal has pushed Crown's share price up as much as 22%. Briefly, a 28-year-old man from New South Wales has been fined just over $1,000 for flying a drone illegally in Canberra. Recycling plant SKM Services has been fined more than $16,000 for failing to safely store waste stockpiles in Victoria and TV show Married at First Sight has again proved to be a ratings hit. 2.6 million people across Australia tuned in to last night's finale. To sport now and jockey Hugh Bowman says Winks is at the top of her game as she prepares for her final race this weekend. The champion mare is aiming for 33rd straight win when she contests the Group 1 Queen Elizabeth Stakes at Randwick. Former NRL player Valentin Holmes' dream of playing in the NFL is still alive. He's landed a place with the New York Jets as part of the International Player Program. Richmond's Dustin Martin is likely to appeal a two-match ban for an elbow to the head of Giants defender Adam Kennedy. And Chelsea has climbed above Arsenal and Tottenham to third in the English Premier League. This is News and Sport. And now for the latest weather on Alive 90.5. Brought to you by Biltong and Borovors of Rouse Hill, station sponsor. It is currently 26.5 degrees in the uh, listing area. Um, it is uh, going to uh, be, uh, there's going to be some showers around and uh, possible thunderstorms, but uh, mostly something for the rest of the week, but a bit cooler. Maximum of 21 tomorrow and Thursday, and maximum of 23 on Friday. Get a bit warm on the weekend, 25 Saturday.
years experience you'll be in great hands at Granny Flat Leaders. The dream starts in your backyard. Our vision is to combine investment, design and construction to make your dream come to life. We want to help inspire you to make a change and experience great life improvements through Granny Flat Leaders. Call us now on 8076 1613 and ask us how or visit www.grannyflatleaders.com.au Sponsor of the Jukebox Jive program. Panu Sam of Abundant Life Homeopathy is a leading specialist in homeopathy in our local area. With 25 years of experience, Sam offers homeopathic treatment and medicine that adopts a natural and holistic approach to treating diseases. Come and discover the latest advances of homeopathic treatment with Sam as he probes into the root cause of your problems and help you restore back to health and also could prevent reoccurrences. Homeopathy, affordable, safe and effective natural medicine. To book an appointment, Call Sam on 0405 126 409 or Google search Abundant Life Homeopathy. Station sponsor. Your sound, your community, Alive 90.5. When we left off, we were talking about making that connection that we had been at the, the local footy club and we'd been, you know, doing the sausage sizzle and getting to know the community in the background. We had that digital strategy happening and people were starting to connect us with a real estate agency. They were starting to connect us potentially with the next person that could place them in a home. What is the next step from so, there? So along with all of that, Mia, you can see what's happening now too. You're actually providing your digital people with a lot more valuable content to be able to be doing what they're doing so well, right? Mm. So, you know, you've got you've got this community-driven engagement that you're doing. You might be involved in other activities as well. So you use those. You might come and do a video at the soccer game and then you've provided some content for your digital strategy, for argument's sake. Mm. Um, s- flyers... So you might actually do your letterbox drops because I know real estate still like doing those mm-hmm. mailbox drops. But instead of those mailbox drops going, um, look at me, look at me, aren't I fantastic? It's more about, oh, did you know about this, about your community or did you know what's going on in your community? So you're actually providing, you're becoming like this safe person mm-hmm. to be able to talk so, to and, and, it's and deal both, with. It's, and it's sort of fundamentals that are all based on that relationship you've built. Correct. And that's at the ground level too. So, so this is saying, your customer. Sorry, let me just interrupt you. So when you're saying the letterbox drop, I'm no longer saying, um, I'm just trying to think of the most recent one that I got in the mail. Well, I have one recently that, um, that talked about um, you know, recent selling prices. and uh, Yeah, that's, for, that's uh, what I get, these recent selling prices. Uh, and I just, I look at it and go, well, where's the market situated? Just because you sold it, that means nothing to me. What's achieving great doing? results in the area. and um, Yeah, but so you should be. Yeah, exactly. Right, so you should be. It doesn't matter to tell people that you're achieving great results. You should be. That's a given. So what are you saying the flyer should then involve? Because there's, I mean, you can. I suppose you can say, hey, we just sold so-and-so for X amount of money. But is that what I want to know as a community member? Maybe, maybe you do, but also... Oh, if you could see Tessa's face right now. <laughs> well, you know, it's almost like, well, what else can what else can you tell me about real estate that might mm. be of interest to me? You know, you know, what's going on in, in, in my area versus another area possibly? That could be something else. But mm. again, it's about doing some research up front though beforehand. So when, when I like to work with clients, I like to go and talk to their clients. Mm-hmm. I like to go and interview their clients and say well what is it that you like about working with Mia or working with Paul Mm -hmm. 
you know, or what, what are your expectations of a real estate agent? So you're getting more of a testimonial on the flyer to, to say something uh, along no, the lines no, of... No, 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 no. What I'm saying is talk to the clients uh-huh. before you start coming up with a strategy oh, okay, so okay. that you know what information it is that they're asking for or needing okay. and requiring. So it's almost understanding what the market is wanting of you Correct. as a supplier, regardless of what it is we're supplying. Yeah, and I'm talking about actually picking up the phone and talking to people, uh-huh. actually getting that Understood. information from them, talking to clients that you've actually sold houses for, for instance, or bought houses mm-hmm. for. You know, what is it that they liked about what you did? Uh-huh. Uh, so it could be that I came back to you or, you know, one of, what's our business called again? MNP MNP Real, Real Estate. Estate. So it could Talk be that, that the feedback that you're getting about the MNP Real Estates, for example, uh, this is a non-fiction, it's a fictional company that we've just created <laughs> on air. There may, be, there may be one called that. So. <laughs> yeah, but we're not, we're not we're, we're no, with We're them. no threat to them, yeah. I can tell you. <laughs> But saying to, you know, saying to our clients, what made you continue your relationship with them? What was it that you, that they provided that made you go, actually, I want to deal with them? And our clients could say something like, uh, for example, they gave us a lot of information about recent sales in the area. They gave us a pri- an indication about if we're moving into the area, they really gave us additional information about the local schools, about transport. Now, I suppose that's something you expect anyway. Well, yeah, but it could also be that they just trusted you and they felt safe with you. Mm. Like how many people would say that about a real estate agent? It's interesting because I, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of um, I, I can think of a situation whereby um, and, and I guess probably in my life I've had sort of like some probably what I consider to be some ordinary experience of real estate agents but I've, I have one one good one and uh, you know mm. basically uh, it's a property that I lived in uh, that property is now actually um, being uh, being leased by, by that company if I were at a point in time I've come to sell it then you know I wouldn't think really about using anybody else but, uh, because I know that's quite that's quite rare and, uh, and even in mm. between they keep that relationship going I had a conversation um with, with a guy even just I think six months ago um, and uh, I can't remember well I think he was just, he was just being proactive touching base with me and um, and was uh, you know just keeping me up to date about what the market's like at the moment and said look I'll get a valuation through to you as well and that sort of stuff is just is just useful it's that it's that constantly no matter over a period of time building that relationship and, and building up that trust and I, and I think that's right it's absolutely critical and and what we're doing now is we're only talking about one of you one of the markets that you're after, which is the end client. Yeah, correct. Mm. But obviously as a business owner, especially in real estate, there are other avenues to gain clients. Mm. So so there'd be a whole strategy around what you're doing to reach mm-hmm. the end client. Yep. But then there could be a completely different strategy around what about my referral partners? Mm. Who are they? Where do I find them? How do I create relationships with referral? Now get a referral partner now that's a two-way street. That's someone you can refer your people to just as much as they could refer to mm-hmm. you. But that takes time to develop those relationships. You know, networking is a perfect opportunity Absolutely. to do that. Yeah. Associations, being members of an association, are a perfect way to do that. Um, alliance partners. Mm. So alliance partners are a completely different stream that's different to a referral partner. What's an alliance partner? So a referral partner would be more of, so you're in sales, Mia, I'm in marketing. Technically, we could be referral yeah. partners because I could refer people to you for sales. You could refer people to me for marketing. It's a win-win both ways. Yeah. So an alliance partner could be you are a, you're an association for, you're, you're the, um, the president of a, f- a franchise association. 
So all your members are franchisees, mm-hmm. okay? So I could be an alliance partner with you where you're not – I could provide some value to your members – So I'm not providing you members as such, but I could partner up with you and I could provide a program or a training workshop or something like that to your franchise Mm. members as part of their membership, right? So as part of your membership, you get to do a two-hour, you know, marketing workshop with Tiz, for instance, right? So you're you're adding value to your your members and their Mm -hmm. membership, I'm getting myself out there. I'm not selling anything. I'm just mm. providing that workshop, providing some value to the members. Now, if they like me, if they think it's great, they might come back to me. Mm. Or I might provide webinars or I might provide a podcast that's of value to your members. So I'm not giving you mm. clients yeah. as such, yeah. but I'm providing value. That that's trust, an alliance. That, 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 right? um, that re- basically, that's building about the trust. It's uh, by sharing that education, sharing those tips. Um, exactly. It's building that trust again, isn't it? And this is what I'm talking about, the myriad of different marketing options available to you. So we've talked about, you know, alliance partners, referral partners, sponsoring an event. We've talked about SEO, digital, the mm-hmm. things that we are familiar with. There's stuff about, um, you know, letterbox jobs, blogs, um, white papers, ebooks. all of these things are all out, but no one's thinking about all no, that stuff. Well, when we come back to this, I'd like to continue this conversation about the real estate agent. So we've, we're now doing these letterbox drops, right? And, and people are starting to pick it up because we're putting different types of content there. We're creating intrigue. Is that the right word? We, we're getting people's attention because we're doing something different based on what our clients said about us, which is why they work with us. So if that's mm. why they're working with us. Odds are there are other people out there that want to work with similar type of Correct. people and have similar thoughts. So now we're changing our message to reflect more on what our current clients say about us and why they continue to work. Is that right? Correct. And and then keeping it consistent against across all your platforms. Mm-hmm. So if you're delivering a message with, say, a letterbox drop, it should be a consistent message online, for instance. And again, you're then creating some really good content for your digital mm-hmm. experts, right? I just want to apologise to all the plumbers out there that normally listen to the show and get lots of free tips for their type of business. Uh, today it's all about real it's estate. It's all transferable though, really. <laughs> right, well, yeah. when we come back, M and K, no, what are you, P? <laughs> M and P plumbies, plumbers, plumbers. <laughs> no, no, we'll stick to the plan. All right, you're listening to a live 90.5 with uh, me and Paul. This is Power Up and our guest today, Tiz. Almost heaven. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads take me home to the place. Oh my. 
listening to Alive 90.5. If you would I've like to it. know more about your community station, just visit our website, alive905.com.au. That's where you'll find information about volunteering, sponsorship, our community diary, and our Facebook page. That is alive905.com.au. You're listening to a live 90.5 with Mira and Paul with Parap and I guess today uh, Tiz. Now, um, before the break there, we were just talking, Tiz, around the fact that... Uh, so we've done our letterbox drop now um, from M&P Real Estate. Um, and uh, so they've all hit Peter's letterboxes. What, what comes next after that? So you're starting to create a community and I think that's what it is because what you want to do is create loyalty so people are thinking about you. So you've already changed some of and I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but you've already changed the way I'm thinking now because, and I think you and I have said this before, dominate your local market before you extend out the market. Mm-hmm. But what the strategy you're talking about now is exactly that. You do, you've invested in your digital strategy, but that's just bar the bar because you're really focusing on that community involvement now. That's yeah. what you're saying to us, is focus on the community involvement so that people know who you are. Uh, I think you've heard me say this before. I'm on a mission and my mission is to bring human, the human back into marketing. I think we've all forgotten how to be human again and I honestly yeah, believe it's getting, it's coming full cycle. You know, back in the 50s and 60s, there was that the salesman was face-to-face and mm. the bank manager you knew and all mm. that sort of stuff and then it all kind of got lost in that mm. digital space. Yeah. But now it's people want to buy from somebody that they believe in they want to they want to believe in your story mm. they want to they want to be who you are mm. they that's that's who they want to buy mm. from and i challenge anybody that would can find me a, a type of business that would be otherwise mm-hmm. but they want to believe in what you're what you're doing, what your values are. Mm. So now that you've actually started to create this community... And that's through the letterbox drop. Well, part of the strategy was... Well, no, it's just not even just the letterbox drop. And the letterbox drops may not necessarily be the right answer, but there are so many other options out Mm. there. But it's all about creating this community, engaging, communicating, having those touch points. You know, maybe there might be a fair or a festival that you get involved in, for instance. Mm. Um, Just being out there and connecting with the community... But positioning yourself as a leader in the community, I think I said before, it's a, that term gets thrown around a lot. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it is um, you're supposed to be an expert at what you do. Mm. That's a given. Yeah, yeah, um, all the time. You people do you not want to be sold to. Mm-hmm. Um, stat, a stat. Here's a stat. Yeah. Um, people have made their mind up already. Ninety percent of their mind has already been made up about who they're going to buy from before they've actually called you. Right, so bef- there's no that point in bombarding yeah. them mm. with "look at me, look at me, look at me," because the actual fact is you're going to annoy them. Yeah. Can, can I throw? Sorry, I just remember. I've just remembered another stat now, which I'd like to throw in while we're throwing stats around. Um, that 87 percent of consumers today want to know that businesses they're dealing with have got a social and environmental involvement within their local community. We're not talking about extended community. We're talking about their local community. And of that 87%, 63% will actually go out of their way to invest time and money with you if they know that you're supporting your local community. And you know what? They'll even spend what you're asking or even more. Yeah. Okay? The ones that are shopping in terms of dollars doesn't matter what you say to them it'll always be based on yeah. the dollars yep. and the reality is we don't necessarily want those 
people to buy from us because we value what we do. We believe in what we do. So we want to get paid the, 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 yeah. our value of what we do. So the people that are shopping on price, leave them to go shop yep. somewhere else. So you want people to come and why do women spend thousands of dollars on, on fashion and jewellery? Oh, I'd like sure. to answer right. this. <laughs> no, but, but, no, I don't, but this sure. is the thing. It's not because that Versace bag is worth $10,000. It's the name and the brand that they're yeah. buying yeah. and whatever it is that Versace is selling them, right? Yeah. The, the values or the, the ideology or that's what they're buying. No, I better not say this. Remind us of those, those adverts back in the day, which we can't speak about, um, that, you know, the, the gaspers that you used to get, but the adverts was... Uh, the, I don't know if can you remember them when the adverts were a boat and people were jumping off the boat into this beautiful blue water and it was this beautiful lifestyle but it was selling basically in today's day and age it was selling them cancer um, but the adverts were just so glorious that people would take up bad habits because they were sold the ideology correct of what the habit provided you correct and so so for me it's about creating that community, creating that loyalty. So even if they're not buying from you right now, mm -hmm. they will think of you and want to buy from you or recommend you to somebody even though they haven't yeah. bought from you yet. So, so following up from Paul's question about what, what happens next, so you've put yourself in that position where the community knows who you are. You're starting to uh, integrate within the community as that person that, you know, that they trust, they know and they like, they know that you're always going to be there on the weekends when they get the letterbox drops, letterbox drops. They're probably more inclined to Or if they to see you on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They, mm. they're more, in like, more likely to now engage with you Correct. because there's that person relationship that they have been forming with you over the last you know six weeks however long the soccer season is how do you then take that track how do you take that uh, that the relationships that you've been growing and take it further so so obviously if they start to engage with you great mm -hmm. you will give them the awesome experience that they deserve uh, and they'll continue to recommend you but then there are other opportunities so for instance how do we go a little bit further do we do we do any sort of workshops but again not a workshop so that you can go okay so at the end now can you all please leave your phone and email address at the door no yeah. create and i don't know if i like to use the word workshop but create an environment where you know what people are interested in something in the community let's give them the information that they want don't ask for anything Let's just give them the information. So, so what, what would it be if you were to, and I don't know the answer to this, so I'm just asking it. So I've been at the co soccer club now for the whole season, gotten to know people, and I go to the president of the soccer club and I say, look, what I'd really like to do is we're, we're coming to August now whenever soccer season ends. Uh, traditionally, this is when we have a, a lot of movement in the market because parents are looking at either moving into the area because of high schools or moving out because children have left high school. What I'd like to do is maybe just do a quick information night where I give information or provide information about what the market Correct. is doing, the value, what to watch out. Is that something that you could then leverage at the end of the soccer season? Well, why not? But once you've actually spent some time earning the trust and respect of the president of that soccer club... So it's not one season, it's maybe two seasons. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you have to gauge that with the yeah. relationship that you've developed, right, at the end of the day. But people can smell when you're trying to get hungry yeah. and you're trying to be a yeah. hunter, right? Just just be honest with the people around you. It's so simple. <laughs> it's and it's you so say simple. This, but 
I know the local clubs struggle to find sponsors. Because because the other thing is the sponsors, it's, it's a two-way street, right? Mm-hmm. So I find that, and this is not just at a club level, in terms of sponsorship in general, I've seen this a lot. So organisations, whether it's a club or a charity or some sort of organisation or, you know, a chamber of commerce or, you know, they're having a dinner or and they're trying to get sponsorships, they have these outlines of this is what your sponsorship gives you. Mm-hmm. Now, probably 90% of the time, I don't actually want all that stuff in that sponsorship. None of that actually means anything to me, right? So I'm going to hand you over my money, but most of the stuff you're telling me I'm going to get whoop de doo right, first of all. Because uh, I know this, this conversation is going to take us a little longer um, because yeah. I have got some questions I want to ask around sponsorship. So I think... Paul, who chooses our music? Um, our music is chosen by our guests and today our students as well. Yes, and uh, there's students. been some fantastic mm. choices by yourself, too, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Fat Bottom um, Girls was mine. Fat Bottom Girls <laughs> is yours. And this Spice Girl is one of yours as well. Yes. Yes, fantastic. I'd like to remove myself from this one completely. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to our live 945 with Mir and Paul. And I guess today, Tis. Everybody down the wine is all around. Everybody 
Your sound, your community, Alive 90.5. When we left off, Tiz, we started to dive down a alley about sponsorship <laughs> because I know that com- uh, not companies, what am I saying? That's a big black hole. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems to be because you're always seeing sports clubs looking for sponsors, begging for sponsorship. And I think you touched on it because I've looked at sponsorship before for someone and I look at it and I go, I get now that I've spoken to you, I would probably have done it differently. But I remember looking at it going, this is great, but it's actually of no value to you. Correct. There's no reason why would you do the sponsorship. You're not getting anything out of it except your name on a jersey. And even then, what's the value of that really? Because it's still in their colours. It's not even in your colours. Okay, the key there is, so those sort of organisations and sometimes charities as well have a limited amount of things they can offer they obviously need the money and sponsorship is really important because a lot of these organisations wouldn't exist without mm. sponsorship. But the other key here is being flexible with your sponsors. So if, if you as the sponsor would go, you know what, thanks for all that, but actually what I'd really love to do is jump onto your Facebook and do a, a, a competition every week or what, whatever it is that you want to do. Mm. As the organisation, be flexible about what your sponsor needs. But by the same token, as the sponsor, don't think that you just hand over your two grand and that's it, Mm. right? Or five grand or 10 grand or whatever it might be. I've always told people that if you are looking at sponsoring something, if the the sponsorship is say $5,000, plan to budget at least another five on top. Why? For all the other things that you're going, all the other marketing that you're going to do to help leverage that sponsorship you're about to do, right? So don't just sit and set and forget, for instance. As an example, uh, a bank, I won't name which one, that I I had a contact with who wanted to sponsor a community thing, had a $5,000 budget. I introduced them to a community charity to sponsor. And literally what they did was just hand over the money. They got a table, they got a logo, they got, you know, the dinner or the lunch or whatever. You know, they got all the standard mm. package thing. They got to get up and speak for five minutes. The guy, the bank manager didn't, didn't even get up and do that. Didn't even fill his table with mm. clients. Like, he brought staff and half of them didn't even show up. Like, what a waste that was. Didn't even think about going, okay, so on top of that five grand, there was a fashion show going on during this event. Now, the particular colour of this bank, like my head was going, why not pay the extra dollars and have a runway that's Mm. your colour, right? Now, it wasn't in the sponsorship package, but pay the extra dollars. Why not then go out into social media and tell the world that you are going to be at this Mm. event Mm. and this is all... Now, that all costs extra money. Yeah. But you're being... You need to be proactive as the sponsor, Mm. right? Don't expect... The person you're because sp- a lot of these organisations don't have that expertise. They're just yeah, volunteers. They're charities. About, I guess probably they just it's probably the unknown for them as well in terms of um, they that nobody's guiding them in the right kind of way to get the most out of it. And they're missing some really obvious tricks there, as you as you Correct. pointed out, which become very obvious when you point them out. But I'm trying to think in terms of in their shoes, they're probably 
probably were, didn't have the support behind them. In, um, no, I think you just don't know what you don't know. Correct. Yeah. That's right. And, yeah. and you know, a lot of times I get that, oh, but I don't have $10,000. It's a $5,000 package. Well, then don't sponsor this for $5,000. Mm. Go and find something else that you can sponsor mm. for 2000 mm. and then spend the extra three at the club. It's interesting right? because you'd expect... To promote what you're doing. Sorry, it was interesting because you expect a big bank like would have people behind them with that kind of expertise, um, but not always. <laughs> no. I think a lot of the bigger organisations that have a budget to do these sort of things, they just – it's like we need to tick a box. Yeah. yeah. And as long yeah. as we tick a box where we're giving – here we've got a budget of X, Y, Z for the community, yeah. off it goes, could right? I, could mm-hmm. I approach – I mean, I don't suppose this is a fair question to ask you, but you might know more than I do – So could I approach, let's go back to the local soccer club and say, look, I'm keen to do sponsorship here, but I'd like to talk to you about how I see it running. Absolutely. I would like to, um, yes, I I would like to have my, oh, excuse me, I would like, or, you know, not not yet. So, So perhaps say, I don't specifically want my name on the shirts. That doesn't interest me at all. What really interests me is to have on the... It's not a try line, is it? What is it? It's a goal line, a score uh, line. Well, a try line for you and me, but it's a goal line in the thing so that... So a goal line. Here. I'd like to have two flags on the goal line with my logo there. Mm. Plus, I'd like to come in every single week at one of the... Or, you know, I've got... Uh, 10 staff members with me and we're going to rotate around all the various fields that you're at and we will do a sausage sizzle at our expense but all money raised we will donate back to you plus including that I would like to be able to post on your Facebook page once a week just what it is we're doing in the community yep Um, absolutely and that's really all I'm wanting to do Uh, and can I even say to you and look I've got a check for $2,000 can we do this yep and if they say, uh, no, you have to do it this way, then go, thank you, go find another club that will listen mm. because there will be yeah, right? or another charity that will listen. I mean, it's about both being flexible yeah. at yep. the end of the day but more importantly, the sponsor needs to take responsibility for what mm. they're doing and understand that it's not just about that is a marketing activity and it's not it shouldn't ever be a one off thing mm-hmm. right it should you, and it's part of the marketing strategy so if i'm sponsoring a particular event for instance or a club over a period of time how do i leverage that with mm-hmm. other marketing mm-hmm. solutions that i've got in place to fill my content to talk about it to get myself out there um, but you the sponsor need to take responsibility for that don't leave it in the hands of those that you're sponsoring. Yeah, it is something to consider because as a small business and a small local business, this type of marketing strategy becomes a lot more cost effective with more personal impact. And you're going to see results a lot quicker than investing thousands of dollars in, I mean, I get that your digital strategy is running in the background, right? But it's almost as if the impact that you're going to make on a strategy as simple as supporting a local club, giving them $2,000 or whatever it is that you agree on, and just being present and in their face is going to make a lot more impact. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just... It, it, it's, it, it, I get very passionate about this because I just... I'm all about relationships. I'm all about connecting. I'm all about just 
doing that face-to-face thing all over again. I don't know if it's because of my family background <laughs> or just who I am. Yeah, I don't know. You're, insane, you're, in, you're a very family. safe company. But again, like with networking, I do a, I do a lot of business networking. That's part of my marketing mm. strategy. Mm. Um, I'm a member of a number of different networking groups. Um, but I'm involved in these networking groups not just because I want to, you know, get business and gain new clients. I mean, we all want to grow our businesses. Mm. But I'm, a, I'm actually about connecting with these people, mm. creating relationships. If you trust me, Mia, if you get to know me, you like me, hopefully, right? I do. Well, but Paul. you will <laughs> then, when you're speaking to somebody, recommend me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the same in any business, doesn't matter what product or service that you, you're selling. You touched on something and I'd like to come back to it after the break and that was the cycle. In the 1950s, we really loved the idea of having somebody chat to us face to face and then we went into this digital era where... Uh, you know, for the social platform that we're living in now, we're the most unsociable bunch of unsociable, unsociable <laughs> bunch of people. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I understand. I don't know what that says about you, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are more unsociable than ever before. But it seems that in business, we're going back towards that cycle of becoming sociable. So when we come back, I'd like to talk about you know that little pet passion that I have, and that's 2030. What does 2030 bring for us? Mm, fantastic. You're listening to a live 90.5 with Mia and Paul, and our guest today, Tiz.
Director of Cherry Brook Real Estate, Sam Ramone, is a specialist in property management in residential in the Hills District. He prides himself on taking the stress out of property management and looking after your investment at a competitive rate. If you need property management, please call Sam Ramone from Cherry Brook Real Estate on 9980-9860. Station sponsor. Are you an experienced disability support worker? Then why not consider the benefits of working with Global, the leading disability support service in Sydney. Global offers great rates of pay, free training and the choice to work where and when you want. If you have previous disability support work experience, a first aid certificate and driver's licence, then Global is the agency for you. Check out positions available on the website, globalcarestaff.com or call today on 1800 009 292. Station sponsor. You are listening to a live 90.5. If you would like to know more about your community station, just visit our website, alive905.com.au. That's where you will find information about volunteering, sponsorship, our community diary and our Facebook page. That is alive905.com.au. 2030, as we spoke very briefly before the break about the cycle that is the marketing strategy. Do you want to give us a little bit of thought of your th- little bit of thought? Jeez, can't speak properly. Do you want to give us your thoughts of how you see the cycle progressing going into 2020, 2030 and beyond? Well, as I said earlier, I feel like it's it's coming back around mm. a lot. Um I mean, the digital age is with us, it's going to be there, but even the way people are interacting on the digital platform is a lot more interactive, I believe, now than it was even three, two, three, four years ago. Sure. Um, People want to engage. Um, They want the technology, so the technology is not going to disappear, but I really believe it's going to come full circle and people are going to want to be connected. Mm. They, they're going to want that relationship. They're going to want that loyalty. And I th- I actually think if businesses don't hone into that, they're going to miss out because whilst you'll still get the client or have the sale, it won't be sustainable. No. Um, the reality is you want people to keep coming back mm. to you. Mm-hmm. You want people have to... clients for life as opposed to well, just... Well, uh... you know, it's... it's, it's yeah, I often tell people, yeah. how is running a business and your clients different from the relationships you have in your family? Mm. Really? Mm. I mean, I had, I did have a bit of a laugh. Well, I laughed. I don't know if he laughed. It was with a real <laughs> estate agent who did a sponsorship thing and, you know, he didn't get anything out of it. He basically threw money, went with a clipboard. Oh, you know, all that, all the all wrong stuff, stuff right? Yeah. So we said you said and, and I was trying to explain to him about the whole community thing and getting to know the community. And, and the example I said to him was, well, if you were courting somebody, right, yeah. if, you, if you met somebody and you went out on a date and you were courting them, you wouldn't necessarily, and, and you really liked this person, you wouldn't want to necessarily sleep mm-hmm. with them on the first date. And his response was, oh, you know, man, yeah. word. And I'm going, okay, I'm obviously not talking to the right person. Yeah. Doesn't but have that, um, what are they, the, four, the four basis sort of rule of, uh, of, of marketing and dating. But, well, sure. but look, at the end of the day, think about it. Like mm. your clients are exactly the same. Your referral partners are exactly the same. The biz, you know, your alliance partners are exactly, your suppliers mm. are exactly the same. Like why, 
wouldn't you not want to build a really good relationship with your suppliers? Yeah. So huh? actually on that point, so I just want to, uh, before we end off, I want to ask you this question and I'm going to put you on the spot because I haven't prepared you for this at all. But when it comes to giving a thank you gift or uh, giving a Christmas gift to a really good customer, it I find it so impersonal, some of the gifts that I've received in the past. And I know I'd be grateful, you know, your parents say to you, oh, it's thought that counts, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't drink. So the amount of bottles of that wine is so that funny. I've gotten over the years. <laughs> yeah, I pause you know, for a second. You know where they can go. Like, <laughs> yeah, I re-gift wine like you cannot <laughs> believe. So I think people think I'm a I'd raging alcoholic grateful. because of the amount of times I re-gift alcohol. But you haven't taken the time to know me. It's so impersonal. And it's. I think it's almost like we're going through a checklist going tick, 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 tick. So with the approach that you're talking, getting to know people, mm. being amongst people, being amongst mm. the group that you're in, being amongst your clients, being amongst their clients. Oh, I just realised we haven't used the name of my no. company yet. <laughs> the, the, well, if you want to know who with the company that Tiz is with, you can hop onto our Facebook page and we'll let you know there. Um, but what is your idea or what are your thoughts around gifting towards oh, your customers? I'm so glad you brought this up because... People don't actually think of gifting as part of their marketing strategy and it so should be. Mm, absolutely. It, it absolutely so should be. And I'm not talking about just gifting to clients. I'm talking about even gifting to your staff, mm. to your suppliers, any of the stakeholders in your business. Yes, Paul, I would like a gift. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, you know, there's all different types of gifts that you can give, but the reality is there's no reason why you can't be strategic with your gifting yeah. as well. Yeah. Obviously... There needs to be some thought. If the person does not drink, you do not give them a bottle of wine. And if you've okay? known me, for example, you know, there's one customer and I love him to bits and, you know, he was my best customer. He was my most painful one. But, you know, we had a really good relationship. We worked together for 10 years. Every Christmas, I would get wine from him and I would get two bottles of wine. I just thought they were, you know, run-of-the-mill, traditional, bottom-of-the-shelf plonk because I just thought it was rubbish stuff. But when I started gifting these wines out, they were like $120 a bottle, and I was getting two bottles. And I'm going, holy dooly, you've put thought into what you want to give me. Mm. It's exp- I, I assume that's expensive for wine, because mm. I wouldn't spend $120 on anything. Um, it's about but how do you not know pace. that about me? <laughs> yeah, how do you not know? That's very interesting. But also, if we want to go back to the real estate example, for instance, there are a number of real estate agents out there, and I'm sure... You might have experienced this. At the end of the sale, they'll bring a bottle of Maui or a mm. bunch of flowers or something and gift mm. it to the person that, whose house they've just sold to mm. say thank you. Mm. Wouldn't it be much more strategic to actually send so, – so, I can't take credit for this idea because I do know somebody that does this in the gifting industry. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, Jane Williams. (laughs) So Jane was actually a. um, I think she she won the SEO. uh, If I'm thinking of. I think she did. Yes. I think she she's a long time listener. I think she won the SEO website. um, Hopefully she did when we had Connie on. Yeah. 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 So she she obviously runs a, a gift company, but everything she does is completely strategic. So, you know, rather than spend a couple of hundred dollars on a bottle of Maui once and it's forgotten and drunk, it might be thought, yeah. great, thank you, that's lovely. But why not send something to, rather than the person's house, cut that budget in half, maybe 202 or if it was a $400 gift, send something to the wife's workplace, mm. right, 
with your logo on it, not yeah. not the Maui logo on it, yeah. but your. I mean, it's a Maui bottle, but it's it's wrapped in your logo. At her workplace, everybody's looking at it, going, "Oh my God, what did you just get? Yeah. Oh my God, look at that! Oh yeah, look, it was it was M and P Real Estate just oh, sent me these mm-hmm. these beautiful flowers or this beautiful yeah. hamper." Um, Wow, isn't that great? So not only is the person receiving it going, this is awesome, but everybody else in that office is oh, looking at it. Such a but then, idea. But then the other end of that, in a year's time, when you've celebrated a year of buying that home, you send them another one mm. and go, congratulations on your one-year anniversary in your new home. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, no, that's very good. Again, it's strategic, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Actually, it's keeping that conductivity up as well, isn't it? It's, correct. Uh, it's making sure that it's, uh, it's continuous. But it's I better, about I better, marketing. I better tell Mia that I don't like sparkling wine. <laughs> Mate, I don't like anyone. You get what I mean. Tis, it's been oh, whiskey, 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 whiskey. <laughs> it's been an be absolute well. honour having you on the show. Paul already mentioned beforehand that um, you're going to be co-hosting yes. with me over I the know. next two weeks. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. I was so excited to have a girl with me who smiles for us. Yeah, <laughs> and it will be three o'clock. It will be. It yeah. will be. It will be three o'clock in the morning for me where I am. But uh, but if, I'm sure I'll be jet lagged. So I suspect probably at least on week one, uh, you can probably guarantee I I'll be there sending messages you in yeah. the background. I do also have. But don't high please hopes. don't please put me on uh, on beam me up live. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it won't be a pretty sight. Jet lag in the middle of the night. show is going to start winning some. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I feel yeah, like we're in no pressure, but I'm expecting you to. Keep the uh, the um, the end of the co-host up very nicely. You mean losing the quizzes? Yeah, yeah okay. Just be consistent, please. Just, Just thank sake. you so much for um, coming in. We've really appreciated having Absolutely. you. Absolutely. We're going to go to a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have the beautiful ladies from Pick a Mix come in and have a quick chat with us about what's happening soon. Thank You're you. listening to Power Up with Mia and Paul, and thank you for our guest today, Tiz, um, on Live 90.5. It's no big deal. When your community has a fundraiser barbie, you roll up your sleeves and pitch in. Helping people is just what we do. So what would you do if they needed blood? One in three people you meet, know and care about will need a life-saving blood donation in their lifetime. One in three. With friendly specialist staff to look after you, donating is easier than you might think. So please roll up your sleeves and give blood. Find out more at donateblood.com.au or call Red Cross Blood Service on 139596. For Live 90.5 FM. We are back. We are back. I think you might get a radio this week, actually, because. Um... Yeah, actually, we have no answer today, so let's see how we go. Julie's quite <laughs> got a smile on her face, actually. <laughs> This is growing on me. She is, yes, yeah, sunny Edinburgh. Hopefully, there's a little bit of sun anyway. Yeah, it might be, might be seven degrees, but hopefully, a bit of sun. So, yes. um, uh, what have we got on the show today for us, Julie? Well, we have got uh, in the first hour Donna, who's like our resident event organizer, planner, and stylist. She's going to be talking about celebrating Easter, give you some hints and tips on what you can do to celebrate with your friends and family. Fantastic. And then in the second hour, we've got Anita from Hills Community Aid coming in, and she'll be telling us some of the events that are going to be taking place to celebrate Youth Week. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, there is. I mean, stuff. 
are there any good things happening around Youth Week? I know we keep on talking about it, but... Well, I believe the skate park here at Balcombe Heights is uh, just about to be reopened. I think that's going to be officially reopened during Youth Week. Excellent. I've um, noticed some of, the, some of the builders having a bit of a practice on there, I noticed, the other <laughs> week. So, uh, or are there some kids that are just jumping up and down uh, there? I don't know. Some uh, of them definitely look like builders. I, I would definitely say that there yeah. might be builders yeah. Yeah. Yeah, getting in there before the kids take over. Job satisfaction. Paul and has his skateboard in the back of his car. <laughs> yeah. oh, trust Paul, your me, no. skateboard's in the no. back of my car. No, no. Uh, trust me, you've got no, no, no skills there. Uh, I don't believe that. Don't you think Paul looks like the kind of person who potentially knows what he's doing, Julie? Uh, yeah. Not on a skateboard. Yeah, I, I just skateboard. hope he wears his, you know, yeah, my elbow, elbow and, pads and knee pads. Knee yeah, pads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He lands on his head, he's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> when is Anne back? Uh, Anne's back in a few weeks' time. Oh, okay, yeah. so you and I are both going solo because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm going off. solo. The gorgeous Tizzy is going to be with me. Um, but it looks I'm like we've both been deserted to, yes. to go to the UK. Why would you go to the UK when I you know. can have our sunny Australia? <laughs> we like the cold weather. Yes, or something. <laughs> um, well, Julie, you have a fantastic show and we will catch you next week and I will be listening in. Fabulous. Thank you very much. See you soon. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 02882-9837. Insightintelligence.com.au Station sponsor. Hi, this is Happy Jack, inviting you to join me for my Mid-Dawn Magic Moments program at the new time slot from...